Hey everybody, welcome to Idioms. I'm your host, David Dyer, and if you didn't tune into the first couple episodes, no worries, I'll explain. Idioms is a mini-cast, five minutes at the most. They're done in the blink of an eye. First idiom. And as the name implies, I'm going to be talking about idioms. You know, those phrases we say all the time in conversation that sound completely out of place, but yet you know exactly what they mean by the way they're used. Good. So let's go. This is Idioms Episode 3, and the idiom we're going to cover today is, cat got your tongue? Literal meaning, that the fuzzy little condescending feline who you graciously take care of without asking for any gratitude in return has somehow come into possession of that muscle in your mouth. The contextual meaning is, it's a lighthearted question asked to find out why someone may be inexplicably quiet. So let's explore the origin. As with many of these things, nobody has a solid origin story, but there are some interesting ones and they all have merit. One of the more prominent theories, according to Grammarly.com, is that it comes from a practice used a long time ago by the English Navy when disciplining misbehaving sailors. The sailors would be flogged using a torture device called the Cat of Nine Tails, which is a whip that had nine leather or rope straps hanging off the end of it, and the story goes that the pain it delivered was so severe that it rendered the receiver of the whipping speechless. Hence, the connection of silence to something involving a cat. I'm not sure what you would have had to have done to receive such a punishment, but I'm guessing it went well beyond swabbing the poop deck with a mop from the kitchen. Whatever it was, I'll bet you never did it again, or you jumped overboard and bet the whole pot on your water treading skills. The folks at phrases.org.uk feel that the whole English Navy cat and nine tail story is hogwash because there isn't a shred of evidence to support it. Well, of course there isn't. Who gets flogged in front of their co-workers and then goes back to their cabin and writes about it in their ship's log? However, they do note that the phrase was commonly used in the U.S. in the 1960s and 70s and was usually used to try and out a suspiciously quiet child. And for those of us who have children, you know that abnormally good behavior is usually a red flag. According to allthat'sinteresting.com, they agree that the English Navy may be the source, but they also mention that it's possible the history of it dates back to the Middle Ages, when all manner of religious beliefs and superstition ruled the day. Back then, a lot of people believed in hexes and witches, and many felt that black cats did the evil work of witches, or were, perhaps, witches themselves in another form. One of the beliefs was that a black cat would steal your tongue so that you would have no means by which to report the sighting of a witch or reveal their wicked trickery. One final possibility that is mentioned by both the folks at Grammarly.com and AllThingsInteresting.com is that the phrase references a practice from ancient Egypt. If you've ever seen or studied artwork from that time, you'll notice that cats were big with the pharaohs and gods. I don't mean size, I mean popular. They're everywhere throughout ancient Egypt. In fact, one of their most popular goddesses was Bastet, who was half cat, half woman, and the goddess of motherhood. Not only was she half cat herself, she was often depicted with a bunch of kittens around her. At the time, some of the punishments for crimes were pretty severe. For example, the penalty for lying, blasphemy, or speaking out of turn was to have your tongue cut out and, you guessed it, have it fed to the cats. First of all, gross. Second, that's what happened when you spoke out of turn? Were there any teenage girls with a tongue in ancient Egypt? That's all my daughters did was interrupt when they were in high school. This idiom makes me laugh because there are so many reasons why people could be keeping their mouth shut, but yet this implies that the nosy Parkers of the world just have to have a reason why someone's not talking to them. Who knows? 
Maybe they just had some wisdom teeth pulled. Check for swelling along the jawline. Maybe they've created the perfect life for themselves and as a result, what you're witnessing is quiet contentment. Maybe they worked at the fire station last night and had a sleepless shift, Janice. Or maybe, just maybe, they're taking the advice of Mark Twain when he wrote, it's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. You'll never hear me utter this idiom and the reason is simple. I'm getting old. I like quiet people. So I don't care where your tongue is or who or what may have it. As long as you're not interrupting Jeopardy, we're good. So that's it. Episode three of Idioms is in the can. Yep, another idiom. I'm your host, David Dyer. Thanks for listening. Check back often for new episodes, but until then, I'll catch you on the flip side.